Climbing with Nusha. I'm Nusha, a former climber of the corporate ladder turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I'll bring you an inspiring message to support you in designing and creating a vibrant, fulfilling life. Thank you for joining me today. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome to Vibrant Living with Nusha. I'm Nusha, delighted to be here with you today and special guest, Ali Morrow. Welcome, Ali. Thanks, Nusha. It's great to be here. Yes. Yeah. So friends, to give you a sense of what Ali does, imagine a river at its healthiest. It's flowing with ease and vibrancy, and when it's not healthy and flowing, it can be jammed, it can be blocked, um, it can be stagnant and even polluted possibly, right? Mm. And so what Ali does is she supports people to clear out anything in the way of this so-called river, energetic river that we have in our bodies so our bodies can flow more freely. And usually these blocks are emotional and mental blocks that are created based on childhood traumas. And what happens is they develop into anxiety and depression and these traumas actually freeze in our cellular memory and uh, you know they're, they're so-called ice cubes and so with ease and love and kindness Ali has a magical way of really getting people in touch with these so-called ice cubes and gently melting them and allowing for the joy and vibrancy that is our natural state to emerge. Mm -hmm. And so Allie's story starts with her own healing. Mm -hmm. And you know, Allie went from being on antidepressants to today living a vibrant, fulfilling life, which includes supporting people to really clear out the past and heal from the past mm -hmm. and create more space to live the healthy, vibrant lives that, that we all are meant to live and deserve to live. So I'm really excited for you to hear Ali's story. And Ali, how about we start with mm -hmm. um, a little bit about your childhood and then how it is that you got on antidepressants? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, like many people, uh, I faced a lot of significant challenges throughout my childhood. Mm -hmm. And probably like many people, um, those challenges stemmed quite a bit from family dynamic and family system and probably from the age uh, I would say three or four I was facing feelings of intense uh, overwhelm fear mm -hmm. uh, loneliness and disconnection mm -hmm. and really everyone in my family was trying their best it was yes, yes there just <laughs> wasn't a, there wasn't a, enough of a support system intact at that time. Yeah. So by the age of probably before 10, I had a really a really unhealthy relationship with my body. I had a, um, a serious lack of self-love, self-worth. There was not a lot of valuing of the self going on at that point in time. Mm -hmm. And that only exasperated in adolescence, <laughs> as things do. Yes. Uh, certain, certain life events as well to amplify what was going on. But by the time I was in my teens, I was emotionally overwhelmed. It was a high, highly reactive emotionally. Mm -hmm. I was dealing with anxiety and insomnia at the age of around 14, 15. And um, 
the biggest thing though was probably how much I was trying to suppress this. So I had a lot of time and energy going into repressing these emotions. I didn't want to burden my family. Uh, didn't was fearful to talk about it. Didn't know how to approach anything like that. Uh, also, really didn't want anyone at school to know what was going mm -hmm. on. Just really just wanted to pretend like things were okay. And um, I think after so many years of trying to to stuff all that down and mm -hmm. dealing with this uh, reactivity going on and anxiety, by the time I I turned eighteen, I just collapsed mm -hmm. physically. And there was a point in time where I woke up one day and I, I just couldn't get out of bed. That was it. And um, that went on for, I couldn't get out of bed for a, at least six months. And um, that, that was a time where it was uh, a, a very uh, sadness, very heavy sadness, and quite numb as well. Mm -hmm. And um, there wasn't a lot, I, I couldn't go to work anymore, I couldn't go to school, I had to drop out of college. and. Um, I started it started to get a little bit scary for me I thought you know this is going on for a while and um, I I approached my mom one day I said you know I think I'm depressed I don't know what this is and mm -hmm. she was so supportive she came home right away she took me straight to the doctors and I get to the doctor's office and he hands me this checklist and basically it's one of those checklists where uh, if you tick a certain amount of boxes, um, then yes, as a matter of fact, you're depressed. So, <laughs> so I think I, <laughs> I think I ticked all the boxes. And at that point in my life, um, the way things were dealt with was through pharmaceuticals. I didn't uh, really have another awareness around any other way. And he wrote me a prescription, and off I went. Wow. So, mm -hmm. what is it that happened that had you discover and learn about other mm -hmm. more holistic ways? Yeah. Well. Um, I have to be honest, probably the the antidepressants most likely saved my life at that point in time. Mm. And I remained on them, on this medication for about 18 months. But by that time, um, I, I decided, you know, there was more to life than my bed. <laughs> and I wanted to get up <laughs> and out and, and see what else is going on. So um, I started this incredible journey around the world. I started backpacking and I, I ended up living abroad and backpacking for the next four years. It was wow. phenomenal. And that's where I really started meeting these amazing friends still to this day, close, close friends, forming these bonds and so much love. Uh, I think that I was longing for, for most of my life. And um, at the same time, I was learning about all sorts of different methods and approaches to um, wellness and not just physical, but beyond that, into our emotional wellness, into mental well-being and spiritual well-being. I'd never even really heard of that. Mm -hmm. And every time I got in a conversation about that, there was just, I felt alive and there was a, a something so juicy there that I knew I had to keep learning more about this. I didn't really know what was going on, but I just thought there's something here for me. So at that point, uh, I kind of kept following that and started reading a little bit more at that time. And I ended up living in the UK for a few years. And I very synchronistically uh, spent a lot of time at this holistic wellness center, a well-being mm -hmm. center that looked at healing in particular. Mm -hmm. uh, the two main practitioners and teachers there kind of took me under their wing and apprenticed me. And at that point, it was just I was just waking up. That's all it felt like, just to wake up. And then by the time I got back to Vancouver a few years later, I uh, I enrolled into the Integrative Energy Healing Program at Langara, and I had some fantastic instructors. And that's where I realized um, we we spent a lot of time learning about trauma, spent a lot, a lot of time learning about the energetic field and how that's intertwined to this holistic 
healing as well. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really realized I, as a child and growing up, I never really knew how to deal with emotions, how to process them, manage them even, and even really how to feel them. That was very new for me. And it dawned on me one day at school, I kind of remembered myself sitting in this doctor's office, filling out this checklist, and it just hit me that no one really asked me how I was doing. No, not, not really sat down face to face. I mean, there's this sheet of paper asking me maybe, yeah. but, um, and it's not that my, I didn't have the support, maybe the potential support was there, it was, you know, when we're suppressing, we're, we're hiding it. I felt a lot of shame growing up around how I was feeling. I, I didn't want people to think that that's, I felt something was wrong with me, like I couldn't mm -hmm. handle life or I was too sensitive or, mm -hmm. um, so I didn't really have the support. Even if it was there, I wouldn't have known. And um, basically though, I really remember going, wow, no one really talked to me about, you know, these events in my life and maybe they had something to do with why I couldn't get out of bed or, or maybe this is connected to uh, anxiety or anything like that. Um, we all just kind of got on with life and mm -hmm. um, that's something I really bring into my healing practice now is to really acknowledge how people are doing. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's beautiful. And it's interesting because, you know, Ali and I were talking and you were sharing that you were into the quick fixes. You just wanted this to go away quickly. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the quick fixes, friends, as we all know, are based in traditional medicine. And unfortunately, you didn't have an opportunity to even be exposed mm -hmm. in, to other alternatives or even know that there were other alternatives. And had you known you may have considered them, is, is what you were sharing. Definitely, yeah. definitely. I can really um, resonate with the fact that when we are in any kind of pain, physical, emotional, anything, we want to get out as quickly as possible. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, looking back, I thought, wow, if I had a counselor maybe throughout my life, I, I think that would have really helped unravel a few things. And um, mm -hmm. uh, definitely I'm into the holistic approach now and how we can go within um, kind of search our inner world and, and be supported and find out what's happening. Yeah, so beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure some people are wondering, like, what happens in a session with you? Like a yeah. typical session, what happens? Definitely. Well, you've been for one, yes, so you, yes, you know, I, but, yeah. but I'm really happy to to give the rundown. Um, yes. Well, basically, I'm, I'm a huge believer in creating a, a comforting environment, a, a sacred space. This is, it's such a tender place that we're going when we're, when we're looking at these vulnerable places within. So there's a lot of effort into just making the room quite comfortable for people mm -hmm. to come and to sit down. So someone comes in for a session, they sit down, we have tea together, it's lovely. We kind of just talk about what's going on for them. Uh, I never claim to be a counselor or a therapist in any way, but I'm major into um, acknowledging what's happening for you, what's going on. And um, maybe how does this relate to, you know, something from the past or something in the present mm -hmm. and seeing some of those overlaps. Um, I really believe that by acknowledging and validating ourselves, there's mm -hmm. this level of compassion, this self-compassion that comes through and it, it is, it's like melting those ice cubes. We start yeah. to kind of soften and realize like, well, maybe that was hard or, or often we just don't give ourselves the time or the permission mm -hmm. to look at these places. And again, it's even that quick fix we just want out. And it's, that's very valid as well. I can mm -hmm. totally understand that. So we have a conversation about what's going on and then I'll lead someone through a guided uh, visualization meditation mm -hmm. that's to really help bring our presence into our physical body um, start to you know get an idea I'm 
really big believer in our body holds so much information and we can kind of start entering into it and see what's going on uh, as well doing some somatic based awareness which is tracking sensations physical sensations in our body looking for stored emotions possibly memories and traumas but this is where I emphasize we never dive directly into a trauma or a memory it's mm -hmm. always about you know, holding space and going around the edges and just that mm -hmm. acknowledging factor. It's never to encourage people to relive anything or, you know, yeah. work through with the means of catharsis. It's always to um, hold space to really, it's a very gentle approach. And uh, so that's the first part of the session. The majority of the session takes place on the table. It's a massage table. People lie on their back and that's when I use my hands to feel through the energetic field. So what I'll do is I'll kinesthetically be sensing into someone's energy field. And at that point, I'm looking for different imbalances, uh, different um, maybe charges. There's sometimes an overcharge or depletion in some areas, any disruptions in the energetic field. Uh, integrative energy healers are trained to sense into different um, imbalances within someone's field. So that at that point, I'll be using techniques with my hands to really realign any of those pathways that have maybe become disconnected. That is beautiful. What happens at the end of a session? Right, yeah. So when the work on the table is finished up, that's when we sit back down, we finish our tea, and that's when we go over um, takeaways for the clients. So that mm -hmm. looks like a self-care practice and a, a toolkit basically to support any healing they're working on, anything they shared. Uh, we always go over an intention actually usually at the beginning of the session and we kind of incorporate that into their self-care practice. So uh, any tools from their toolkit might look like some breathwork techniques, might look like a, their own visualization meditation, um, or any self-care practices really would be more like nurturing. So anything that nurtures their focus, any of their healing work, um, that might look like a bubble bath, a walk in the woods, mm -hmm. maybe a yoga class, or maybe just getting to bed earlier, mm -hmm. or drinking more water, something like that. How can we nurture what's taking place? Beautiful. Mm. And so is it possible for someone to notice a shift in just one session with you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I, I changes for me. I see it immediately and mostly in people's faces and in yeah. their in their energy. Uh, but I would say changes happen quite quickly because the work is so gentle and it, it is so it's a very subtle approach. It's not necessarily slow though. Mm -hmm. um, these changes are happening quickly and I would say because the work is so intrinsically connected to the nervous system, mm -hmm. we're reaching these states of relaxation um, even to the point where when we're relaxed we're digesting. Yeah. So we're, we're nourishing ourselves or um, you know, we're, we're walking into a room and we're making these genuine connections or mm -hmm. we're kind of taking in more of the world uh, from that relaxed place anyways. And if versus, you know, we're walking down the street in a, in a state of heightened vigilance or awareness or kind of on the offense or defense, that fight or flight, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, we don't notice, you know, our how beautiful things are around us mm -hmm. as well. So I would say people are noticing those changes particularly mm -hmm. quickly uh, just in their well-being. And then if it is a certain issue that we're working on, mm -hmm. um, that usually starts to unfold organically, mm -hmm. maybe over a few sessions. So it depends yeah. on the level of what we're working on. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And Ali, thank you for your generous offer, friends. Ali has an offer for those of you that are interested in experiencing this beautiful healing process. It is very gentle yet very powerful. And by the way, if you do any if you do know anyone that this can serve, then please do share this episode with them. 
and you can find out more about Ali's offer by visiting newshabbabahanian.com. Under the resources section, Ali is one of our vibrant community service providers. So thank you for that beautiful offer. Thank you. I, it's something I really want to share with everybody. I'm passionate about it and I think energy work is still a little under the radar in some cases and it's something I'd love to make accessible to people. Um, I find it so complementary to all sorts, you, you know, traditional medicine or, or any kind of counseling work as well, uh, body work, anything like that. So um, it's definitely something I'd like to see out there more as well. And it is, uh, as you know, it's kind of experiential. Sometimes yeah. it's a little yeah. bit hard to describe or tricky yeah. to describe sometimes because each session is um, very unique depending on the person and, yeah. and what we're working with. So. Yes. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for that beautiful offer. And so, Ali, as we look forward, what is your vision, mission mm -hmm. for elevating health on the planet? Yes, my mission is definitely to um, inspire and support people along their healing journeys. So, um, or or beginning a healing journey or, mm -hmm. or any path in their life, really, where um, they could use that support and and another approach, particularly a gentle approach, it's really honoring actually the feminine aspect. It's, it's that nurturing place and um, really shifting from a place of maybe shame into reverence and self-love and really empowerment. So uh, that's the biggest mission I'm on, I could say. And uh, my vision really for the planet is to raise the frequency mm -hmm. on the planet. So to elevate to conscious awareness where we really are rebalancing the masculine feminine on the planet and nurturing ourselves and the earth in particular and um, really reaching that vibration of love. Mm, so beautiful. Ali, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. For your time, for, for your courage, oh. for your persistence and really your devotion to to your healing and bringing yourself back to health and thank you you know going thank from you. being on antidepressants to yeah. today living a vibrant fulfilling life is 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 no easy process and so thank you for everything you did so that this could be accessible oh. to other people thank and you. really showing us what's possible in terms of we can live vibrant, fulfilling lives regardless of our circumstances. That's exactly it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been wonderful chatting and mm -hmm. Such always a pleasure. Bit. Yeah. And friends, thank you for joining this conversation. And again, if you know anyone that this episode can serve, that this information can make a difference with, please do take a moment and share it. The ripple effect is E measurable and you can join us on our facebook page our vibrant living community Ali's on there we're having all kinds of beautiful conversations and until next time be vibrant be bright it's your birthright now let's go out there and shine our light Thank you for investing this time with me on the Vibrant Living with Nusha podcast. I'm so glad that you joined our conversation. If you would take two minutes to positively impact someone's life by sharing this episode, that would be wonderful. Please leave us a review by visiting iTunes. Let us know what you enjoy and what you'd like to see more of. It will support us on our journey to causing a worldwide epidemic of Vibrant Living. 
Until next time, be vibrant, be bright. It's your birthright. Now, let's go out there and shine our light.